Hello, world. I'm Greg Patton. Stand by for news. Hello, world. Brings you news, information, and comment every day at this time. And uh, we couldn't do this program on a lot of stations in the country. It's considered in many ways controversial. Really? Sure. We give you our ideas. Of course, I've pastored at the same church now for, what, almost 35 years. But I have the advantage of going on the radio every day, Monday through Friday, and giving you my opinion for the most part in a lot of things. I share with you news, good, bad, indifferent every day. And certainly throughout, you'll hear the element of, hey, that guy is a Christian. Sure. We need to remember that, my friend. Whatever you do in life, do it to the glory of God. Do a great job. Do an excellent job or the very best that you can and try to improve every day. Just a little pep talk there from one who's been doing this a long, long time. To God be the glory. What in the world is going on? Let's start off with something good. It's the day the Lord hath made. What are we supposed to do? Oh, you know. Rejoice and be glad in it. And, well, the timing probably has something to do with uh, Putin rattling the sabers. An annual NATO exercise focused on nuclear weapon deterrent. It's going to take place next week in a regular show of force displayed against the backdrop of, yep, that war in Ukraine with Russia. Now is the right time to be firm and to be clear that NATO is there to protect and defend all allies, said the NATO Secretary General. It's a routine exercise, uh-huh, and its exercise is to ensure that our Nuclear deterrent remains safe, secure, and effective. Here a drug, there a drug, everywhere a drug. It's the answer. What? Undermining the premise for mandates and passports, a Pfizer executive admitted to the European Parliament yesterday that her company's vaccine was never tested during clinical trials for the ability to prevent transmission of the pandemic, COVID-19. Janine Small, Pfizer's president of international development, was asked by the Dutch MEP if the pharmaceutical giant had tested the vaccine on stopping the transmission of the virus before it entered the market. Now, what do you think she said? She, no, we're into medical moronville here. No, you know, we had to really move fast at the speed of science to really understand what is happening in the market. This is scandalous. Yep, millions of people worldwide felt forced, operative word, forced to get vaccinated because of the myth that you do it for others. And of course, most of you knew this one already. That claim, he said, has turned out to be just a cheap lie. We're getting used to that, aren't we? Okay, what else is happening? Former... Hawaii Congresswoman Tulsi Gabbard, she made big news yesterday leaving the Democratic Party, and she said her love for freedom was behind that decision to leave. She told Tucker last night she could no longer be a member of a party. Get this now, everybody listen, you're a Democrat. Be a member of a party that seeks to destroy, she was a strong Democrat, and silence its opponents and undermine freedom in America. I've always been an independent-minded person. A Democrat, yes, but an independent Democrat in so many ways. And my loyalties are very clear. I love this country. I took an oath both as a service member, as a soldier, as well as a member of Congress to support and defend the Constitution 
And that's an oath that I take extremely seriously. And so when you look at this party, the Democrats, today's Democratic Party, it's controlled by fanatical ideologues who hate freedom. They despise the Constitution. They actively find ways to undermine our God-given rights enshrined in the Constitution, like freedom of speech. If you say something and I say something they don't like, look out. Wow, that's great stuff. And when I say that, don't, don't take it wrong, exposing the enemy. Exposing the enemy. Boy, oh boy. Still at it? What do you know, Joe? President Biden said Hunter is on the straight and narrow now, and that he's proud of him, despite recent criminal allegations against his son, including tax fraud, lying to purchase a gun, a lot of da-da-da-da. Yeah, I'm, I'm proud of my son, said the president. What in the world is going on in Chicago, do you think? If you have 235 staff members leave uh, your company in the last year, you think you got a problem? Frustrations continue to mount against Cook County State's attorney, Kimberly Fox. Boy, she's out in left field. As a growing number of attorneys in her office have resigned, three of them yesterday, four Cook County Assistant State's attorneys recently resigned from the Felony Review Unit. Three who quit the same day yesterday, all within the last two weeks now. They have a mess in Chicago, and they have a mess running the thing. And that's something. From one nutcase to another, here we go. The CEO of a marketing agency based in Clearwater, Florida, sent text that appeared to downplay Hurricane Ian's impact, encouraging her staff to bring their pets and their kids to the office so they wouldn't miss work. <laughs> Joy. Oh, she is. Gadusa, head of postcard mania, apparently sent the text to employees before the powerful storm hit, a storm that was originally forecast to hit the Tampa Bay area, potentially causing 10-feet storm surges. I've lived here 30 years. There's always more hype than the, the media cares to talk about. Any storm that ever hit here, everything's fine. Come on into the office. <laughs> oh, I declare. Hey, Jen Psaki, remember her? Used to be the big cheerleader for the Democratic Party, spokesperson for Joe Biden every day in the press conferences, and a strong Democrat. Now she's with MSNBC on her own and independent, and she's really toned down her support of the Democrats. Politics, Republican, who can you believe? Seem to be a few good ones here and there, but a bunch of liars, thieves, and well, all that stuff. Politics in America. Well, nearly every day you hear, read, watch about people doing bad things in all walks of life. So many can't believe to this very day what recently happened down in San Antonio, Texas. Former police officer James Brennard fired last week after shooting a 17-year-old driver eating a McDonald's hamburger in the parking lot. That guy was charged with two counts of aggravated assault by a public servant. A 17-year-old boy still clinging to life this Wednesday. And I will repeat what I do so many times on this show. Trouble ain't trouble till it hits me. We can read stories, watch things from all over the world, but until it comes home, my friend. We'll put this in the category of church news. The United Methodist, that, that is a church, right? We have a very big one, popular one here on the radio in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Sounds so good, but overall, there's a problem with United Methodist. Here is just one example, borderline insanity. 
During its children sermon, a United Methodist Church in Florida featured, you ready? A drag queen in a slit sequin dress, uh, her, his, its name, Ms. Pentecost. Only two kids came forward when the pastor, use that term lightly, the pastor, uh, Andy Oliver, announced it was, it was time for the children's sermon on October the 2nd at the Allendale United Methodist Church in St. Petersburg, Florida. We have a special guest today, said Oliver. Are you always dressed like this? The pastor asked the queer, the, well, anyway, I wish, replied Isaac Simmons, who is undergoing the process of becoming ordained in the United Methodist Church. I mean, this is sick. I only get dressed up like this on special occasions, said Simmons. I kind of feel powerful. I feel powerful when I put on a dress like this, and that's because there's just demons in that. That's another story, too. And I put on the big wig, and I put on lots of makeup. It kind of helps me to say things that I don't have the confidence to say outside of this outfit. What in the world? The pastor, referencing Romans 12, 2, told the children, one of the things I think is great about Ms. Pentecost is she reminds us that we follow a God who calls us not to conform to things of this world, that we're supposed to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. That means what I think today may have to change tomorrow if I'm continually renewing my mind. And it's just so cool, said the pastor that we serve a God who calls us to continue to grow and continue to change into something new and not be bound by the ways of the world and how it confines us sometimes. That's how we're different. And you, sir, are a moron. So how much garbage is in the ocean and how does all that stuff get there? Cruise ships have anything? Uh, oh, boy. I remember when one of the families in our church took us on our, our very first cruise to Puerto Rico. Waking up in the middle of the night, just looking out the portal window there, see what was going on. There's a lot of high winds and some big waves. That fascinated me. And then all of a sudden, below me, I started seeing all this trash hitting the water. <laughs> the cruise ship was tossing out trash bag after bag after bag. That's not unusual. International researchers estimate that as much as 73% of all that garbage in the Atlantic originates from Chinese merchant vessels. Researchers from Canada, South Africa, studied waste washed up on the beaches of Inaccessible Island, an island in the heart of the southern Atlantic, on a series of trips that began in 1984. Three quarters of the trash they sifted through originated in Asia, produced in China. Hmm. Health news. This is an interesting story about an 82-year-old woman suffering from dementia. Couldn't recognize her own son. Somehow she's miraculously got her memory back. Well, how'd she do that? Oh, changed her diet. When his mother's condition became so severe that for her own safety she had to be kept in the hospital, Mark Hatzner almost came to terms with losing yet another parent. Sylvia had lost her memory and parts of her mind. She even phoned the police one time, accusing her nurse of, well, trying to kidnap her. But a change in diet, which was comprised of high amounts of blueberries and walnuts, has proven to 
have a strong impact on Sylvia's condition. Her recipes are now being shared to the Alzheimer's Society. Wow. Sylvia also began incorporating other health foods like broccoli and kale and spinach, sunflower seeds, green tea, oats, sweet potatoes, even dark chocolate. All of these foods are known to be beneficial to the brain. So Mark and Sylvia devised a diet plan together after deciding that the medication on its own wasn't doing it. They looked into the research showing that rates of dementia are much lower in Mediterranean countries and copied a lot of their eating habits. That is pretty incredible. Okay, how about this one? Shame on you. You're a loner. You're not making any friends, huh? Spending time in the company of good friends regularly has been shown to have a very positive impact on your health, but for so many Americans socializing in adulthood, it does get harder as you get older. That's what they say. A recent survey says that 45% of adults admit they find it very hard that's half the country to make new friends. In fact, the average adult has not made a new friend in the last five years. The survey of 2,000 Americans commissioned by Evita, they dug into the reasons why Americans struggle with new friendships. About two in five said they have trouble making friends because of introversion, shyness. For these individuals, it's simply a struggle to come out of their shell and comfortably break into any new social situation or circle. A third of adults blame their lack of new friendships on their aversion to the bar scene. I get that, where potential new friends often go. And a third of the respondents also feel everyone else's circle of friends have already been formed in the world today, and it's hard to join the gang. Go to church. You'll find a good group there, Christian. Church, absolutely. Don't avoid it. Get involved. 50% have not made a friend in five years. Well, if that's you, let's take care of this right now. Go to Greg, G-R-E-G, <laughs> Patton, P-A-T-T-E, and I will be your friend. I want to. It's my Facebook page. We share back and forth. I mean, we've talked on spiritual matters, talked about my lost dog, your daughter being married, my wife being, I mean, all kinds of stuff on there. So... Let's be friends. We can do it today. You don't have to wait five years. <laughs> Why not? Thoughts? Bible? Here and there? Faith tells me that no matter what lies ahead of me, God is already there. Some people come into our life and quietly go. Others stay a while and put footprints on our hearts. Pennsylvania man suing smart water? for not making him smart, I'd like to formally announce my lawsuit against Thin Mints. And your storms are only temporary. The blessings of God, they last forever. So, you want to be like Jesus? Do you really? Let me paint your face. What? Where's my Bible? Life 101, right after this. Thank you. So many people to thank starting with this Christian radio station. No, hello world, not without them. And we're so grateful they allow us to be on every day, Monday through Friday at this time. So you get a chance, thank them. I know you do for being on. And if you can support them in some way, please do that. Not as an afterthought, something to pray about. So I think I do this regularly. You know, there are people who give, in some instances, hundreds of dollars every month to Christian radio. Now that's rare. 
If you're like me, a few bucks here, a few bucks there, I will help out, and I can do it monthly. How about you? Pray about being a part. And while we're at it, we want to thank you, the listener to Hello World, for being here every day, telling others about the broadcast, sending us encouraging notes, sending us money through the cross, our home church in Fort Wayne, Indiana. It is such a big deal. I love it. I'm grateful. Thank you, and God bless. As we live in today's world, you so often hear people say, I want to be like Jesus. Have you ever heard of Leonardo da Vinci's The Mona Lisa? Is that a silly question? You know that da Vinci had no way of knowing how important his work would be in the future. He was simply a faithful servant to that craft. You arms to yours, I'm sure. And he carefully recorded the details of the face of his subject, this woman. It's her expression that makes the painting so powerful. They say you can see in her face a vast array of emotions. What? portrait does your face paint today? I mean, if an honest and talented artist painted you, your face, what would the world see? Integrity, courage, conviction, Christian, or fear, doubt? How about dishonesty? You know, most people live behind a facade of sorts, do they not? Not unlike the portraits hanging in museums, that reveal only a very small part of who they really are. Afraid of rejection, they hide their defects in the world and even from themselves. You know, there is one person, the one who matters most, who sees every flaw that you have, every failure, but somehow loves you completely the way you are. Just as Leonardo da Vinci saw the inner beauty of the subject he painted, our Heavenly Father sees in each of his children the redemption and the promise won by his son on the cross at Calvary. You are something special to God. When he made you, he broke the mold. You're a work created in grace and in love, and if you allow him to, he's going to paint the colors of your life in a way that glorifies him. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which, which God prepared beforehand so that we would walk in them. That's Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. By God's loving grace, we were each created to be the image of Jesus Christ in a lost and dying world. Through our lives, from a human perspective, we're still on the canvas there. God has seen the final portrait. He sees eternity, and He knows exactly which parts of our lives need the greatest attention today. Every frustration you have, every disappointment, every joy, all of those things has a purpose. He causes all good things to work together for good to those who love him, those that are called according to his purpose, Romans 8.28. For many, it's a hard concept to grab a hold of. You may see your life as a series of mistakes and disappointments or a tough race in which you are really falling behind today, but God views you from a totally different perspective. And when he sees your life, he sees a person of worth and of, of great promise. In our technologically driven world, it's, it's really not unusual to meet people who base their lives more on television and entertainment than in reality. I mean, as a pastor, evangelist, travel, I see people regularly who strive to achieve the looks and the personality and the lifestyle of somebody they may admire. I think that's pretty common. But the rich and famous people we see on the big screen are only characters created in our entertainment world 
by a group of talented writers and actors and directors, and they do very good. Tragically, many people fail to realize this and spend their entire lives striving to be something they're not and something that doesn't even exist. They turn to money and friends for the fulfillment only God, only God can offer. And you know what? They're disillusioned, and they feel empty inside. Isn't that sad? You do not want to be counted among those. Contentment, oh, that's a special word, in a material sense does not guarantee that that inner hunger residing deep inside our souls is ever going to be satisfied. This is because true fulfillment does not come as a result of owning a large home or driving that fancy car or having lots of money in your pocket or in the bank. Oh, no, it's a result of a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, and you're never going to arrive until you get there. Some of the richest people in the world are the loneliest people in the world. They use their money to travel and buy all kinds of things that their heart might desire, but their search for genuine happiness just continues. Solomon wrote, I enlarged my works. I built houses for myself. I planted vineyards for myself. I made gardens and parks for myself, and, and I planted in those gardens all kinds of fruit trees. I collected for myself silver and gold and the treasure of kings and provinces. Then I became great and increased more than all who had preceded me in Jerusalem. All of my eyes that I desired, I did not refuse them. I did not withhold my heart from any pleasure, for my heart was pleased because of all of my labor, and this was my reward. I, I got it made. Thus I considered all my activities which my hands had done and the labor there which I had exerted, and behold, it was all vanity, and striving, oh, this is awful, after the wind, and there was no profit under the sun. Why did God let us have Ecclesiastes chapter 2? Life at its best is not without trouble, is not without pain, but rather it encompasses the fullness of experiences that lead to a deeper wisdom and a deeper knowledge of the grace of Almighty God. Through the challenges of life, our Heavenly Father teaches us, He directs us, and shapes us truly into glorious people for His honor and glory. Solomon wrote, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and don't you do it. Don't you lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him, and He will direct your path. He'll make things straight. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord today. Turn away from evil today. Proverbs 3, 5, 6, and 7. So the question would be, why don't you do it today? And finally, I wonder how many moms can identify with this. Ten-year-old to his mom. Mom, what's a metaphor? The mom says, my life is a train wreck. Ten-year-old says, I know, mom. But again, what's a metaphor? <laughs> Sometimes life is not a bowl of cherries, right? And I saw a cartoon that <laughs> said, Greg, this could be you. There's this guy in the kitchen, and he says, older guy, Alexa, play a little Mozart, please, Alexa. From the other room, you hear the wife say, Alexa is here in the living room. You're talking to a can of tuna fish. <laughs> Of course you are. It's good to be saved, though, isn't it? Absolutely. Haven't done that yet? Why not?
For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Today is your day. Make this the greatest day of your life. Thanks for listening to Hello World every day, Monday through Friday, right here, this time. Great to be with you. I mean that sincerely. Thank you for being a part of the program. On Facebook, please join us. Greg, G-R-E-G, Patton, P-A-T-T-E-N. I love to have friends. We need friends. And that's the way it is. Wednesday, October the 12th, 2022. I'm Greg Patton. God bless. Have a great day.